Welcome to Greed Watch 2018. My name is Coriander Dickinson. This is a Common Rider O's recap podcast. I have with me a trash yummy. <laughs> <laughs> trash A. Kagan reporting for duty. And Adam Wasserman. Hi, I don't have a funny name today because I couldn't. I forgot that I was going to lead this in by saying like, haha. Comrider O's, part of this great breakfast of steak and corn and ice, <laughs> ice pops. pops. Yep. <laughs> Glad I'm not the only one who noticed that. It looked very good. <laughs> it looks That's, like a solid meal. That is, I mean, like sustainable. <laughs> it's what I oh I understand uh, because you two are Canadian. You don't know a lot about the old American West. Uh, th- that is that's what our that's what our boys out uh, ate while they were uh, out there uh, taming taming the range and uh, in beans. They also had beans, but mostly ice pops and steak and corn. Oh, well, I I as 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 an American, I must defer to you and your superior knowledge of these things. Yes, I sure know a lot. You know what I don't know a lot about you two? Well, mo- many things. But uh, I'm learning all kinds of things about the types of greed that there are. When you when one does a show, when one is categorizing the various types of greed, you start off with the easy ones. There's a fat guy. He liked to eat a lot of food. There was a snivelly little guy. He wanted lots of money. There was a kind of bitchy lady, and she just wanted to shop and have things. These are all stereotypes, but like... These are all identifiable as greed. I feel like the writer's room, once they went through those three things, like eating food, having stuff, having money, I, um, tra- being very successful at travel blogging and <laughs> surgery. <laughs> Terribly. One of the most popular. I believe it's right there in the Bible. <laughs> of all of the vices that one can have. One of them is just the need to do just tons of surgery. So that's where we are this week. I mean, where we are this week to start out with is we're at the Couscousier, which is Western themed, um, as, as alluded to. And it is problematic because Hina is dressed as a Native American and it's not like a 90s culturally version. sensitive. She's like... She's like, like she's she's basically wearing like a, a not sexy, sexy Pocahontas costume. <laughs> it's cute. Speak for yourself. It's cute. Like everything. Oh, sorry. Hina's just sort of all around cute on the show. And it's a yeah, cute yeah, yeah. outfit. And yeah. Oh, it's absolutely terrible. But it's like the, it's literally the kind of terrible that people like five to ten years ago were still like completely chill with wearing. Not that Native Americans were thrilled about it but it was just no. i feel I've, i certainly and in 2010 japan i just don't think the memo had gotten there yet this is not a defense of that but it is just sort of like uh, i mean it look it could have been worse i suppose oh yeah i mean she could have been in like red face i guess Ooh. yeah right yeah anything's possible she could have been yeah no there's i'm not even anyways ag's a cow Yes. Yeah. Also problematic because it's a it's an appropriation of bovine culture. It's a bovine. I think it's problematic because because a cow is serving steak to people. I you know what I think it is, you two. I think it's problemudic. Oh. I'm the best. I'm fantastic. Pew pew. The Wild West, where you eat ice pops. Now that's Chiaco. 
<laughs> I had the best. I'm fantastic. Pew pew with squirt guns. Yes. And you give Anka a, a hard time and he is going to murder you probably. And AG and Hina just like are like, oh, look, he's gonna he's gonna kill her on that. He is seconds away from an oncurism. He is so infuriated. <laughs> and he's just sitting there and just smiling harder and harder. And you could just you just hear like in his head, like, urge to kill rising. Uh, but he just sits there with a dumb rictus smile on his face, like he used the Joker shampoo or whatever the fuck. <laughs> yep. As everyone is just dunking on him and like and, sh- and the owner is just squirting him with water pistols and like making fun of his balls like that didn't happen. But she might as well have been. She put a hat on his head. I'll tell you. Oh, the indignity. Like you almost want him to have like the sideshow Bob voice. Oh, how much more of this can I stand? Meanwhile, Goto. He's just shooting some guns because that's his happy place. On a motorcycle. At targets that are about as non-targety as I think I've ever seen. The explosions like get them. Little poles. It's yeah. like, do you not want maybe some like, I don't know, yummy silhouettes or something? I don't know. I mean, Goto's like an expert marksman, so I think it would be, I don't expect him to be shooting at like old tin cans or whatever. Like he's, you know, he probably is training himself to hit the smallest point possible. He's also apparently training himself to always put his motorcycle back in vending machine mode when he's done, even if he's in the middle of nowhere. And I can only assume he's going to ride that motorcycle back into town. Especially after Satanaka comes and dunks on him. <laughs> casual Satanaka. Big, big fan of casual Satanaka, everyone. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, well, no, not no, not in a Tex Avery hitting myself over the head with a shoe kind of way. It's just nice yeah. to see. It's nice to see her uh, not dressed as like dream cl- share from Clueless Barbie. Like she's just chilling. <laughs> she's got a trucker hat. She's got a she, I think she's going hunting. Maybe she's got a, a camo jacket. Her cool checkered. Like checker accented convertible mini, which reminds me of like it makes me think that she's driving around in a DC comic from the 70s. Maybe that's where she's going on vacation. 60s. Anyway, Silver Age is what I'm saying. Yeah. And she comes in and she's just like, hey, guess what, fucko? You're (laughs) you're in charge of just being being Kugami's dude. It's it's your job. And goodbye. And he's like, and she does a cool Kogami impression. She probably she's had a lot of time to learn his his many mannerisms. Oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah. And then she gets in her car and rides away. And uh, Goto's just like. Why am I? Also, all of the uh, all of the character development we got from him last week uh, flew away, <laughs> flew away like a little can hawk. <laughs> it's gone. And now, he, and now he's just back. He's just back to being a snit again. Uh, and that's too bad. But you know who else is who else is having a snit? Who that? There's a lady surgeon at a, at a hospital who wants to do surgery and she's not allowed because sexism, I guess. Or as we call them, by the way, in 2019, surgeons. Yeah, there's a surgeon having a conflict with another surgeon because that surgeon is about to do uh, surgery she's a lady on the, and a surgeon the, and the patient of the other surgeon. Uh, she's a lady. Our, whoa, our whoa, whoa, whoa. And a surgeon. see the character. I have to describe... Her in some way. Dr. Tamura. Oh. Dr. Tamura. Lady Surgeon. Uh, I just referred to her as the doctor throughout my, my notes. 
<laughs> not realizing that it, now it sounds like a Doctor Who car- crossover. Oh, this well, episode's a lot better now. I called her like Freddy Krueger eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Frida Krueger, the crossplay. <laughs> Coming soon to a con near you. Um, yeah, she <laughs> oh, look, all she Lord. wants to do is just do surgeries, you guys. And Dr. Heart Attack, Dr. Director Heart Attack, uh, who we'll learn uh, is always seconds away from a heart attack later in the episode. <laughs> he's just like, no, you can't bug off i didn't get i didn't i couldn't tell if it was because of sexism or not well it's it's like it's a it's a it's a trope i've seen in other japanese programs where it's basically part of it is sexism because she's a woman part of it is because she is actually really good at it and it's threatening to the other doctors and they probably have seniority so they probably all group together and like well we got to nip this in the bud because she's getting too big for her britches which is basically just you know sexism and and whatnot so it's 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 pretty much that, but it's um, later on in the episode, one of the nurses says um, that the the nail that sticks out gets hammered down, which is actually a Japanese thing where it's seen as socially problematic if you're too good at something and you show off, quote unquote, too much. So I mm. think that's where that's coming from. All right. So it's just it's just it's a combination of old fashioned sexism and her just being uh, her just being like real good at what she does and not being afraid to let people know it. And the result is that she hasn't done surgery for a month. Yeah, she hasn't done surgery for a month, and she's got, like, the DTs or something. Like, her body seems to be going <laughs> yep. through through cut and withdrawal. Uh, and she goes, and then uh, and then we see uh, who's that, that's sitting in the corner? Why, it's sharp old green-jacketed Kazari, and he's like, oh, yeah. And then you count the medals, one, two, three, opening credits. Two blue, three gray, two red, three green, four yellow. Were, were the opening credits just normal opening credits or were they a little different, guys? There was so much crazy bullshit. And I got real <laughs> I got real worried because I was like, oh, no, this episode, I'm going to have to, like, really pay attention hard because it looks like there's a lot of crazy bullshit. And then none of that stuff happened. Yeah, it seems from the from the movie that there that was going to come out shortly, the crossover between uh, O's and uh, Double, uh, the previous season's Kamen Rider. Oh. And so it's it's promoting that. Oh, I see. So, yes. If you're a child in Japan at this era, in this era, and you don't want spoilers for the new movie coming out, fuck you. <laughs> Basically. And don't worry, listeners. Uh, at the rate we're going, we will be talking about the Common Writer OOO movie in 2023. Is that is that about when we'll be? Getting I don't to think that? we're going to do this movie because it requires knowledge of the previous uh, show. Uh, I'm as not well going to make you watch good. Double. No, you don't have yeah, to watch Double. And, oh, and I don't want and. And Corey is watching Double, and yes. I don't want her to have like see a bunch of spoilers before she's finished watching it. So I think we can safely skip this one because it doesn't really have any bearing on the on anything that happens in the show. So it's not it is not required for continuity purposes. It's a show about a man with a holstered trilby. I I don't want it. I don't want it. And you can you can send it back. Uh, can I? No, it's very to, it's very good. But nevertheless, can, can I speak to your manager? Uh, Unks in his bedroom, just having a good old fashioned snit, just really yeah. sitting there. He's just mad about a bunch of things. Uh, he can't murder anyone. And he's super upset about that. Uh, Heen is real strong. And that makes him mad. Uh, <laughs> but mostly he just wants he just wants his court medals. And he can't find them. And everybody else is getting core medals. He feels like less of a less of a man without his core medals. I guess. It's not I mean he is only an arm, so he is literally less of a man. 
It's not the size of your stack of core metals, my friend. He's like about it's, a sixth of a man, roughly. It's the way say. you put them yes. in the ride vendor. <laughs> <laughs> you don't put me putting, putting uh. core metals in the ride vendor. It's like it's like putting in a loony when you only need a quarter. Again, I think it would just eat it. I think the machine would just eat it. Oh, it would totally eat it, and it would like probably like immediately transform into a motorcycle and self propel itself back to Kogami Corp to deliver the, the core metal. <laughs> it just spits it yeah, out. Yeah, it would just like pipe. ride right in and just be like, Dewey. right onto <laughs> right into a cake, possibly. As opposed to the normal method of inside monster metal people, yeah. or yeah, um, in a cake. Hey, also here here are some tips for if you see Ankh and he's feeling uh, upset. Don't tell him that he's matured, and don't ask him if greeds <laughs> feel stress because apparently both of these things make him mental. <laughs> I feel like everything makes Ankh angry in this episode. Like, just literally everything. I think everything that he's angry about comes back to bite him in the butt in this episode. And he does not deal with it. He certainly goes a long way in uh, proving uh, A.G. wrong about calling him mature because uh, he really just, we watch him just fall to shit this episode. Poor guy. So back at the hospital, the surgeon is in a conference with the head of the hospital and the other doctors and is complaining that she doesn't get to do surgeries and uh the head of the hospital is like well you have to do what we say and she's like no i want to do surgery and he's like fine then you don't get to do anything you don't have any that she's like they're my patients and he's like no they're the hospital's patients and now they're not even your patients because you don't have any anymore ha i'm in charge i mean to be fair it seemed like she was running out of patience at the beginning of the episode so true that, uh, I'm in charge. It, Does it feel is, warm in here? I've got this like stabbing pain in my right arm. Doctor Director Heart Attack. Doctor <laughs> Director Heart Attack. Yes. Fucking fucking Red Fox on Sadford and Son fake less heart <laughs> attacks than Doctor Director Heart Attack does in this episode. It's only four per episode, at least. Yeah. So Doctor Tamuri walks by the uh, the like steno pool or the the women working uh in reception and they're all just gossiping about her and that's where they say the nail that sticks out gets hammered in and don't you know it uh kazari uh he he puts a coin in her head and is like let's do this yep just tosses a coin in her forehead yep you know what that means illicit late night surgery oh this is surgery after surgery after surgery this is so great (laughs) This is the best thing that I have ever seen, and I, I this is, and I am in a good mood today. And I thank you too for the gift <laughs> of making me watch this fucking stupid show, because I don't, you know, in order for a thing to be good for me, in order for a thing to be worthwhile, I just have to see something I've never seen before. And certainly, just about every episode of this godforsaken fuck show gives that to me. But this episode, especially. I've never seen I've never seen a manic surgery binge. Just haven't. <laughs> it, it just hasn't come up. It hasn't come up. You never see one on Project Runway. It hasn't happened on Mad Men. Uh, I no nothing. You can't not YouTube. I've never seen it before. It's it was truly beautiful, and I laughed and laughed like a maniac and watched it like three times in a row. Delightful. Full moon's out, surgery after dark, cackle like a maniac as you cure hundreds of people. <laughs> yeah. And it's so great because they make it, I mean, obviously it's bad, except she's healing all of these people. And it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't, I'm not sure who I'm rooting for. Like, this is very efficient. 
Like she's doing real well. She's wearing crazy little brain glasses so you can like look real close at veins and whatever. And it's uh, mm. it's fantastic. Yeah. It's just great. And be- because she's scratching that surgery itch, it's generating cell metals with her parasite yummy. And so oh, man. Onk, who's lounging on his fabric piece, uh, <laughs> is just like, yummy senses tingling over here. And he runs off. Yes. Well, he he yanks Agee out of bed and then runs off, and Agee's like following behind, trying to put on some pants. Yep. Well, uh, that's, like it cuts to a surgery lady who is doing surgery a lot and cackling, and she pulls off her mask at the end of some surgery, maybe mm. before her next surgery, and there's like those bandages just to show, like, yeah, she's infected. Yep. And by the time they between them uh, waking up. And running outside, it has gone from the dead of night to like yep. just like ten o'clock in the morning. Couldn't couldn't be a more lovely day out, so considering true. it seemed to be as late as an evening has ever been before. But no matter, <laughs> and we throw to the peach pit. Oh no, we don't throw to the peach pit. No. My mistake, everybody. Don't freak out. We throw to uh, Maki's uh, stupid little office, and we find out what Kazari's and Maki's deal together is, which is that Kazari's. Uh, basically got Maki to agree to a trickle-down economy on, on cell metals, whereby uh, he makes cell metals, then the cell metals go to Kogami once the Yamis are defeated, and then Kogami gives them to Maki. So really, win-win. More importantly, Maki has made like a stack of metals on his desk, and he's <laughs> making his little doll wave at them, and then he puts his doll in his little chair and kind of scoots it around a bit. <laughs> And he's also made some kind of mysterious device. I'm no expert, you two, but I I think it's some kind of metal thingamajig. Correct. Mm. <laughs> well done. I, I did it. And maybe it would allow a human to, to harness the power of cell metals. Or, or, or agreed. Metals. Or agreed, maybe. Or agreed, I suppose. But greed can already use score metals. So well, so wait, but, well, then maybe I'm maybe I'm confused because uh, doesn't Maki say something along the lines of, what will I do with all of these metals? Will I give them to Kamen Rider OOO? Will I give them to agreed? It's I, it's who's m- more able to gather the metals. Oh, I yeah. see. It's the question he asks. All right. Anyways, Ankh and AG are ambushed by the worst yummies in the world. Yep. They just kind of flop onto the road and kind of try to stand, and they suck. They are literally referred to in the uh, subtitles as trash yummies, and I yep. love that so much. In the Wikipedia entry for this episode, they were also uh, referred to as waste yummies, which I will also accept. Mm. They are a cross between John Lovitz's annoying man character from mid-80s Saturday Night Live and uh, mm. the battle droids from the Star Wars prequels. They are both, they just flop around and they, I I don't even know why he has to transform to defeat them. It seems like these motherfuckers could be taken out with a brisk sneeze and a fly swatter. It does, except every time he like punches or kicks one of them, it just pops back up like one of those inflatable punching clowns. How do you even make them? Like I using the specious fucking logic of this crazy ass show, like uh, to make a yummy, you got to put a coin in a greedy person's head and then some shit happens. So I, a trash yummy is just made by like by what? We don't know yet, but 
after Ankh uh, tricks AG into electrocuting himself, yes. you see a bunch of half metals, like the cell metals that are like cut in half fall instead of the normal full ones. Mm -hmm. So you don't even get like a single like cell metal for your trouble. You get nothing. Yeah. You're just problems it just wasted your time and i assume and it doesn't waste too much of their time in this episode but i have to assume that in the future these will be used as some sort of roadblock or time waster so actual evil can happen well here's the thing is that on a show like this sometimes you need some cannon fodder enemies like you know some foot some foot clan robots sure. that you can just that you can beat up before you beat up the regular guy just you know just yeah. to pad things out that's that's what they are for. An, an amuse bouche. Yeah. A little aperitif. Hmm. How continental. And now we're on to the peach pit. Yeah. Uva picks yes. up like one of the half metals and there's this cool fabric swooshy transition. Yeah. And now Mazul is creepily feeding Gamble from a <laughs> yeah. tub of snacks. Like a mama bird. Bleh. Except she's like an orca. So it's yes. weird. <laughs> it's uh, real. Their, their relationship is icky. Oh, I don't know. They're fine. That's how I feel. They're fine. I feel like that's icky. It's, it's I mean, just it's upsetting they, every time I see it. They're all creepy monsters, so any interaction they're going to have <laughs> is going to be icky. But look, they need... But <sighs> what we learn in this episode is, uh, or in this scene, is that uh, it's time that the greed... You know, there comes a time in a greed's life where they just have to grow up and be modern monsters. And just like, and really begin to take things seriously. You know, unlike Ankh, these guys are not afraid of maturity. And that's why they made trash yummies or something. It sounds like Uva like made them as an experiment. Yes. Meanwhile, Gamel's just like happily snacking. Yeah. He likes candy. Oh, and I did take I the note. I didn't think it was candy. It oh, was it's like savory it was, snacks. It was a mixed time. bag. It was all sorts of stuff. It looked yeah. like it looked like so, like uh, them sour belts. That's what I thought he was eating. One of them sour belts. He also, but he had like a cracker too. I thought he had a pepperoni. Yeah, it could be. All, it could be I don't all even know. All, the, all, his snacks are so hodgepodge that I half the time I'm not sure if he's even supposed to be if they're even like actual snacks and not just like stuff he found in the road. Just, just molding, and just like the I fender of a car, and just whatever. Look, he's oh. he's a hungry boy. He don't have he don't have he don't have the metals he needs. So he's got to look. Sometimes he's just got to eat garbage. He's like a goat. He's like a goat greed. They are homeless <laughs> and living in an abandoned club. I mean that it's it's a nice place, and they fixed it up, and they've got they've got a lot of fabric. Yeah, they smashed all the bottles that were there and stacked yeah. some of the chairs. Yeah. But cell metals don't pay the bills, guys. I would watch their home makeover show. Oh, uh, this week, <laughs> this week we are going to stack some chairs and break some bottles. Uh, and then I'm going to lay down and take a candy nap. Wait, wait, wait. We got to we got to hang the different colored swatches of fabric. Don't forget. Okay, you can only stand in your area. I burned it out with tape on the floor. This improved You're property red. value. You're over there now. <laughs> And then they flip the house by picking it up and actually flipping it. <laughs> they it. would. They oh, would. Yeah. They would. They're greed. They're not. They're. They're not called the smarts. They're called the greeds. We go to the hospital, and surgery mania has swept Japan. Japan's hottest new club is <laughs> hospital. It's got everything: late night surgeries, bland foods, and sticking out nails. You know that thing where you hammer them back in. Ah. Oh. I'm just trying to think of the timeline on this. So, 
So overnight, she did a lot of surgery and somehow in like the intervening, like, a, like, you know, between midnight and like 10 in the afternoon, uh, people somehow found out about this 10 in the morning and, and have mobbed the hospital. Haven't you heard? All the surgery is being done she, here. They're at she, capacity. Her social media presence must be really on point. Here's the thing about this. Regardless of whether or not the surgeries were successful, I mean, it's great that the surgeries were successful. Thank heavens. But I kind of feel like it's time for somebody to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's not right. illegal for a surgeon to do surgeries, Josh. That's crazy. In a hospital on their In own a patients. Hospital, or rather, huh? it's all of the hospital's patients. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like she's doing them all on her own. They are unsupervised. I don't know if she's washing between each sir. I I I, I, just, I think there would have to be like an investigation by by the medical, you know, practitioners oh, yeah. association of Japan or whatever. What we do see is that the doctors who work at the hospital are very concerned by all of this, but they don't really know what to do about it. Yeah. But there is a legit crowd of people who are just like, "Me, me next. Come on, come on, let me in." It's uh, surgery on me. Yeah, me next. All of these, all I'm these dying. people. Please save me. I mean, I have a lot of energy to be in this mob, but still. That's a really good point, Adam. If all these people need surgery so bad, why are? How are they standing up and arguing? Uh, but uh, Ankh and uh, Ankh and Edgy show up, and Ankh's just like, ah ha ha! I've been in this hospital before because I got these old memories in my head. So nice. pro- problem solved. Problem solved there. Uh, we throw to a uh, meeting of the doctors uh, and everyone's very confused, not confused enough to say, oh, a surgeon has gone rogue. This is an insurance nightmare and she has to go to jail. No, no, no. They're just like, oh, I don't know. Everybody's real happy and she's fixing everyone. And uh, what are we going to do? Fair. We're, we told her to stop. And, and direct your heart attack clutches uh, his chest. Like, oh, uh, I that brisket's not sitting right or something. I don't know. It don't feel so good. <laughs> oh, well. Meanwhile, Goto's just hanging out on his motorcycle, looking all uh, foxy and whiny. And uh, one of his little magic robot crickets comes up to him and is like, hey, it's all going down at the hospital. So he goes to the hospital. Although before that, the uh, this surgeon is uh, talking to a nurse and she's basically like, I'm doing all the surgeries from now on. I don't care what anybody says. I'm doing them all. Just me. Yeah. Ha-cha-cha. I'm magic. Yeah. Well, again, nothing, absolutely nothing we can do to stop that besides just like tackling you, saying no and calling the police, putting you in a fucking straitjacket, you insane person who may very well yet become Earth's most greatest murderer because mm, this just bums me out. I just, at the very least, this hospital is opening late. Well, so, but- Forget all that, folks. Okay. Because now the most important thing in this episode happens. Now, I'm going to admit, I was getting a little like, you know, uh, Kogami, like you're not making any cakes. What's Why am I even doing Cake Watch? But my patience has been rewarded, folks, because Kogami has an, assist, an assistant who is not Goto, some rando. And that rando has in front of him 10 cakes, which he is going to have to eat. Which puts Kate Watch at 16 from 6. It's a big week for you, man. I was so excited. And they're well, all different kinds of cakes. They look really nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't understand 
why Goto found literally the dumbest person at Kugami. Like this guy barely looks like he can put a shirt on without cutting a thumb. Like he's and he's just like me like cake. Oh, nom, 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 nom. And Kugami's none too happy about this. The responsibilities of Kagami's assistant appear to be showing up places, holding a, a, a TV with Kogami on it, listening to Kogami rant about things and eating cake. So it's not a real demanding position. Kogami might sing happy birthday on the piano. It's true. Yeah. I don't know why this guy uh, doesn't have to wear a short uh, little chiffon number. <laughs> like, I feel like... Got the, he's feel got like the ride vendor rider outfit. Yes. That's what I wanted to talk about uniforms because he is dressed like Goto. Yeah. yeah. But he's not as cool. I feel like he's a new hire. Because they're they're finally starting to replace all the all the ride vendor uh, art dudes who got murdered in the first episode. Oh, that's right! So many people were murdered in that first episode. That was great. Uh, it might be his first day. It might literally be like it's his first day. And Goto's like, guess what you get to do on your first day? Eat cake and listen to Kogami and maybe carry around a TV. Me like cake, me dumb. I'm like I like I like cake. I could do this. And then he comes up there. And there's like. Frickin' 10 cakes that he's expected to work his way through. Was Wait, is that really what's required? I thought he was just eating the eating that cake because he was mad dumb. Oh, absolutely not. Being Kogami's assist, assistant requires that you eat the cakes yes. that he puts in front of you. Right. That's what Goto is avoiding. That's why Goto reacted negatively when uh, Satanaka was like, you have to deal with Kogami because Kogami said. And Goto is like, but we should be fighting the greed. Yeah. Instead of eating cake all day. I'll send my buddy Goturd, the dumb guy. <laughs> go, go on, Goturd. Yes. <laughs> Poor guy. Okay. Okay. We're back at the hospital. And because the detective came in for uh, an appendix removal at some point, they get shortlisted across the the barrier that is the doorway. Right. Yep. And uh, Ankh is finally in disguise. He's wearing a costume. <laughs> He's all bandaged up. Yeah, it's like I mean, on any other show, I'd say he looks like a mummy, but Ooh. yeah, no, he looks like in a cartoon if somebody's just been in a fight, and like the smoke and the smoke cloud clears, and his head's wrapped up, and he's got two casts on, and it's just uh, it's just delightful. And he, by the way, if you thought he was seething with anger at the beginning of the episode. He is now, he is fit to be motherfucking tied. He is none too happy. But you know who he's is happy? Like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, he's also mostly a prop in this scene because yeah. AG has sent an eel can to try to find the yummy and Hina had to bring the records of hospital stay from detective. So she's here. AG's got some other place to be. They've got, and well, he, she and AG like have a little like, kids. oh, I'm happy to be here. Tee Well, she's real. Well, flirty, she's, flirty. She's happy to be on an adventure. Yeah. And and, and AG's happy that Uma-chan, the, the eel can, is being helpful. Yep. Everyone's Ankh happy. is unhappy. No, not and very the, happy. So he is staring daggers at a small child. Uh, <laughs> Hina does not like that. So she nope. fucking delightfully picks him up and scoots him away, doesn't scoot him in a wheelchair, like does not use the wheels, literally lifts him off the ground and just Benny Hills his shit right out of there. 
It's thus demonstrating like, her her mutant strength, it's, which was one of his issues, yeah. one of his many issues. Boy, it's all although surely just like wheeling the wheelchair would have been easier. Nope, nope. surely you got, you got to lift it right up. You got to lift it up at an oblique ninety degree angle. That would be literally no, t- no matter how strong no you are. No time to push. Yeah, <laughs> we no got to go now. No matter how strong you are, I think that would be literally impossible. Like there is no way for that to that. Finally, the show's cracks are beginning to show that I think there might be some flaws in the show's logic. Um, Uh, I was thinking really hard about super strength yesterday because I was watching Venom. And there's like a part where he just like sort of like falls through a chain link fence. And I'm like, okay, even if you were like super strong, you're not going to just like fall against a chain link fence and it's going to like bend for you. It doesn't. And then I realized super strength doesn't make a lot of sense. No. I'm 42 years old and I just figured that out. Hmm. 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 Then what happens? All right. The Uh, director heart attack is uh, confronting our famous genius surgeon outside the surgery room to stop her from doing any surgery. Uh, As far as he sees it, you will never hold a scalpel again. But as far as she sees it, everyone's just jealous of her like super awesome surgery. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to do surgery. I'll do surgery on you. Scalpel fingers. Oh, I don't think she even knows that he's having heart problems. No, she's just got a knife hand. She's just going to do some kind of surgery on him. It's beautiful. It's so great. It's so, and it's just legitimately a Freddy Krueger hand. And it made me so happy so happy i don't even have a joke it's just like the show this this episode is another goddamn delight she doesn't get to use it though and i was very sad oh yeah because stupid interfering ag the eel yep. has led him down the corridors and brought him here in time to interfere with the ongoing plot and uh then i guess jump distract like, her like yeah jump like two stories down from a, he must have ankles of steel. He kind of shakes it off a little, but still. Yeah. Oof. And then, uh, then uh, Ankh is uh, sitting there staring, and Hina's like, "What? What's going on?" And it turns out Goto is also in effectively the same disguise, only with crutches instead of a wheelchair. Yep. And then they have what I can only describe as a cripple fight. Well, let's well, let's find better words. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, that's exactly it. it is. It is sad, hilarious. I, it is. They're both got have like big fake casts on their legs. They both have. It doesn't occur to either of them like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take this shit off first. No, they just sort of waddle and wobble towards each other. <laughs> and it's it's very yeah. dumb. It's just like it's so sad. Onk's like, you're wearing a stupid disguise to sneak in here, and Goto's like, ha, I'm not the only one. And then Ankh goes to punch him, but Hina grabs his arm, which doesn't stop the 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 glove hand of Ankh's actual body. I guess no. If anything, forward and strike Goto. Yeah. If anything, she grabs his arm in the exact wrong place, pulling it back, giving the arm even more baboing trajectory to go flying off. Baboing is right. This was full of comedy sound effects. Uh, and then uh, he punches Goto in the face and then goes flying off. And now Detective is in. Uh, now he got worry. Now he got worry. He's got there's a lot yeah. of problems. You know what I have a problem with? 
What it? I have a problem with this yummy. Oh, the yummy's uh, not out yet. Well, I have a problem with the yummy that is about to appear. Edgy's going after scalpel figures and grabs her, and then her her yummy pops out, and it's a cat lady. It is not just a cat lady. It's a cat lady in sexy underwear. Is it? And th- this is a show for tiny baby children. And she looks like she's wearing jorts, like cut off jorts. <laughs> she is. De- she's wearing like a bustier. She is definitely like wearing a bustier. Fishnet stockings with garters. And I don't know, man. Counterpoint. Fucking A. This is great. This is a great yummy. <laughs> this is fantastic. I can only assume that this show is responsible for a lot of weird sexual awakenings. Okay, that's correct. That's a good take. Yeah, it's a solid. It's reasonable. Um, yeah, it, between she, the the owner of the couscousier and this shit. Okay, she and Hina, started the episode by maybe? running at the camera while like giggling madly and squirting handguns. Well, I was, so, I was like, thinking no, and now that's I was thinking thing. more of like her strict teacher, but uh, I, I'm st- I still can't get over that. Maybe that's just me. Let's settle all of this right now. The 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 yummy the cat yummy is still like gray and plastic bodied and more polyurethane than anything else. And while true, they are wearing something that one might see a uh, attendee of a Motley Crue show wearing in 1985. I, I'll go ahead and say uh, that I I I found it to not have any sexuality whatsoever. Like it just looked like a goofy costume. I mean, I feel like it's sexier than the usual monster of the week in that it's sexier it's than sexier the other than cat. The previous cat. It is definitely sexier than yes. the other cat. It's as oh, it- oh, right. Wait a second. Kazaris are always cats. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a cat. Oh, I just got that. But yeah. it's a, it's all it's almost as if there was like one gross guy in the writers' room uh, who's just like, <laughs> hey, uh, remember when uh, we had that real fat gross cat? Well, uh, maybe we need like a different kind of cat or something. Wink, like a sexy cat with knives. Yeah, like knives for hands. Sexy knife yeah. cat. Oh, from Scott Pilgrim, she's knives meow. Oh, I'm oh. great. Okay, oh. let's keep going. Let's keep going. So anyway, yeah, Ock uh, shows up Ock shows and up. Uh, yeah, tosses tosses Angie some medals, which she catches in the most preposterous manner possible, like a magic trick, like two of them between like his outstretched fingers and then like one like between a finger and thumb, and it's it's utterly yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, nobody needs to catch medals like that. Preposterous. No, no human can catch medals like that. That's right. And then they fight and they fight and they fight and they fight. Yeah, he tries claws v. claws for a while, and then he's like, hey, remember that combo I used that re- was really, like, harmful to me? Let's do that with the, the gray metals. Yep. Well, they roll down a hill for a while, too, don't they? As you wish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they do. They An embankment is there. Which is like foreshadowing, as it turns out. Um, ah! but yeah, it's time for, for Sagozo. Yeah. And, uh, and AJ's doing great. He's, uh, it looks like he's going to win, but then old wandering around Dr. Tamura falls down and she Wesley's and buttercups her way down the hill. And yeah. just the timing on it is just mm, chef's kiss. Uh, she rolls right, basically right as uh, the sexy cat yummy is about to get her sexy clock sexily cleaned. Dr. Night surgery rolls right into her and poof, kabam, uh, they are as one again. And AG has to stop what he's doing. Otherwise... He would hurt an innocent human being who just wants to do surgery on everybody. 
Yeah, he's like, Ankh, you gotta go back. You gotta go back for that detective, because you're way over like, here and I don't see anyone else. And I was like, you know what? Fuck everything. Yeah. I'm out. He boards the 10 a.m. bus to fuck you, Phil. He is yep. gone. Uh, and then we go back to the hospital where uh, everybody's standing around detective and uh, and we get some like medi- generic medical show like, don't you die on me. Clear his airways. Like they're like, <laughs> send him to the ICU. Yeah. It's a, I just wanted one doctor to be like, oh, it's almost as if he's been <laughs> in near death for the last two months or whatever. Like this is. He was in a car accident like five years ago. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> If it were me and I was a nearly dead detective possessed by by a supernatural arm that decided to fuck off and leave me to die, I would hope that it would happen while I was already in a hospital because that's optimal. Especially the hospital that took my appendix out. Like, right? hot dang. Because you yep. know that they do good work. Best case scenario. And they've got the best surgeon, apparently. She'll she'll have him up in, up in a jiff. Uh, and then uh, the end. Yep. The end. Problem solved. Yeah. We'll figure it out next week. Uh, I like it. I like this crazy show, you guys. I know sometimes I pretend not to. Uh, and, that, and that's mostly because I never feel like doing this. But then I watch the show and I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. This is this is appropriately insane. Thank you. Thank I you never for- feel like watching it the second time and doing notes. Mm. That's, little, that's the part I don't feel like doing. But I've do been it. doing this for like three years, and so it's just <laughs> kind of part of my week. <laughs> it's part of a well-balanced breakfast, along with steak and ice pops and corn. Mm. <sighs> Play us out, Corey. Thank you all for listening. Uh, my name is Corey Dickinson. You can find me on Twitter at Epsilar. I'm Josh A. Kagan, and you can find me on Instagram at Josh A. Kagan. I'm Adam Wasserman. You can find me on Twitter at... <laughs> Cold sarcasm, which is hysterical. And no, that's it. Yeah, you you gave up on Mastodon so fast. I I haven't mentioned Mastodon since like episode two. I'm still editing those. Oh, I'm sorry. Go back. Um, also, fun fact: if you make Josh uh, say his name backwards, he has to go back to his home dimension. Goodbye. <laughs>